Hello and welcome back to another episode of Horribly Happy. Mm-hmm. I'm your host Jenna. I'm your host Sophie. And we're ready for another episode. We're here another week. We also added a windscreen to our microphone, so every time we laugh, it won't blow out your ears, hopefully, this yeah. time. Let us know, <laughs> like if you love, yeah. <laughs> comment if you hate. Yeah, just, just give us your feedback. We are not professional podcasters, so we're we're doing our best over here. We didn't pay $1,000 for a microphone, so we're trying to make it. <laughs> That's my favorite joke, though. <laughs> I said this to a few people. I think I said it to Austin once, and... You he, have said it too, yeah. Yeah. I say, they're asking about the pod or whatever, yeah. and I'm just like, yeah, well, we paid $500 each for our microphones. We're really hoping this and works out. And people were like, good for you. <laughs> yeah. Like, if that's what you want to do, like, everyone was really supportive, and they were like, jokes. Our microphones were $20 yeah. each. Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, yeah. it's a good joke. Yeah. It's a good joke. Great one, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. So a few things to chit chat about, catch up on. First yes. one, we want to welcome our new listeners. Yeah. Hello. Welcome to the pod. We're so happy to have you. Thanks for joining us. Thanks to our original listeners as well. And keep sharing this. If you think yeah. a friend or somebody would like this, you know, give a give us a shout. We yeah. love it. Yeah. We're, we're happy you're here. Old fans, we're happy you're still here. <laughs> um, yeah. We're excited. Yes. What, what was the rest of the chit-chat? We had an agenda today, and normally we don't have an agenda. Yeah. Oh, well, we hung out this weekend. Yes. Nothing new there. Um, it's been kind of a quiet week for me. I had a potential COVID exposure. Tested negative, but I laid low all week. Yeah. So I was itching to get out of the house. So yesterday, Jenna and I and a couple friends, Hannah and Sarah, hi. Hi. <laughs> um... We, what did we do? We went to this really cool plant shop. Yes. In Minneapolis. Shop mother. Shop mother that had like a huge sale because they were getting a new shipment of exotic plants And this is not like your typical plant shop where you would see like the selection at like Menards or something. It is like. Well, it's, I think it's like succulent exotic plants. Yes. And like there's huge palms in there. There was a little. There's trees. There's a legitimate tree there that you could. It's a potted tree, but it's a tree. You probably have to. Get a U-Haul to get that yes. home. <laughs> um, so really cool plants. Like so many very like mature cacti in mm-hmm. there. Um, it's expensive, but I hope one day to to buy one because they're so cool. Maybe when they're I have a house. They're super cool, yeah. I bought dirt from there, so that's nice. exciting yeah, to you, repot my you had plants. Some, yeah, you had some plants to repot. I repotted last weekend. It was long overdue, but... We gotta let the babies thrive. Yeah, yeah. I, I always like you know, putting them in new pots and whatever. Yeah. And then after Shop Mother, we just like bopped around Mm -hmm. some of the stores in the North Loop and just window shopped basically because the stores are a little bit bougie. Yeah. Yeah. There's some nice boutiques over there, but they are spendy. But then there's like Madewell and Lululemon, which is also expensive. Yeah. But um, then there's like kind of like original boutiques. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was fun. And And then then we we got dinner. Yeah. Then we got a good dinner and we were there for like three and a half hours yeah it was fun it was fun i had a few margs yeah you did that was driving so if you had half, three quarters half a cocktail no you literally had less than half of your cocktail when you were like i can't drive home <laughs> <laughs> but then we stayed for literally three hours so sophie you could drive and home. <laughs> i didn't even finish my cocktail so it's fine 
it was fun. It was a good weekend. Um, Sophie and I spend a lot of time together, so we're like, what what do we need to recap? Because it's kind of mundane. Yes. Yeah. So nothing that exciting this week, but yesterday was fun. It was also 30 degrees, which was nice because it's been super cold. Um, I don't know if some of the listeners know this, but I have a, like a online shop called the thrifted north where a shameless plug a shameless plug <laughs> at the thrifted north <laughs> no but i just like thrift clothes and then resell them yeah. for affordable prices and i have a tiktok for the thrifted north <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which i'm like i have some good content on that TikTok. oh my gosh and the thrifted north is great yeah you have like good customers you have returning customers all the time yeah it's a thriving business it is and i'm very proud of my baby yes but i post some <laughs> stupid videos on the thrifted north tiktok because i have followers there and like i get engaged in it or whatever yeah. and like i just post like whatever i want to post there so i posted um well okay background sophie has like the internal clock of a oh. very organized person. I, I'm like the type of person is that if you're, wait, what is it? If you're on time, you're late. Yes. Kind of thing. I, my dad is that way. So I think that's how I got it. We had like very strict rules mm-hmm. when we needed to be in the car to go to school. So I, but I also just misjudge time. I'm like, oh, it's probably gonna take me like this long to get there. And then it takes me like half the time that I'm just <laughs> sitting in my car. And my internal clock is terrible. <laughs> my family, even like back in my childhood when we'd go to church, we'd literally show up like one fourth through church and like they'd be reading the homily. We'd be like, oh my oh. gosh, that's terrible. <laughs> We're just late a lot of time. So, like, we and were I, an ungen- we were an ungenuous time. And I hate to say this because I, but I feel like people who are constantly late don't respect other people's No, time. I agree. I agree. <laughs> so so it's like a tiff between Sophie and so I. I think like, I'm pretty critical. Yes, like so I am late constantly, at least five minutes late to everything, unless it's like a job interview, then of course I'm gonna be on time. But yeah. everything else in my life I'm late. Yeah. And like any plans we've ever had yes. late. I guess like I have meetings every day for work. I'm always on time for those meetings. Okay, but that's way different than it's when you physically have to be yeah. somewhere, it's when you're late. Yeah. <laughs> so five to ten minutes late perpetually. And I'm really trying to work on it because I know it bugs Sophie. <laughs> like it bugs her a lot. <laughs> yeah, but I don't actually get mad. No, I know, but I understand <laughs> where you're coming from. It's annoying. <laughs> It's really annoying. So yesterday, I put on a cute fit. I'm ready to go. I told Sophie I'd be at her house at 3 p.m. Yeah. It's 2.40. It takes me 20 minutes to get there. Yep. I'm like, perfect. Everything's going swell. Everything's great. I'm like, I should make a TikTok right now. (laughs) Exactly. So I made a fit check TikTok for the Thrifted North so everybody could see my thrifted sweater. They could see my (laughs) my swag before going out to dinner. So I posted on the Thrifted North, and then, of course, I'm 10 minutes late to get Sophie. Yep. And I'm just like, I want to be up front with you because you're going to see this later. <laughs> I'm late because I was making a TikTok. <laughs> it was like something internally was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to be on time, which means I have time, which means I can make a TikTok. <laughs> yes. It's literally the thought process. I hate myself. 
I'm trying to be better. So then we kind of roasted her at dinner. Yeah, they were taking videos of my TikTok and then showing me wearing the same outfit. Whatever, it was funny, but... We support you, but it was just... We were just... Had a couple of drinks, it was all good fun. We support you, but you're annoying. <laughs> you're not annoying. I don't think anything you do on like TikTok is annoying. Thank you. I think you think I care a lot more than I do. and I... About me being late? No. No. About what you put on TikTok. Oh, no. No, okay. I don't think... I, no. Nobody cares about that. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody cares. <laughs> okay, so fun weekend. Who knows? I don't really have much going on this week that I know of. I'll probably see you again next weekend. <laughs> yes. Oh, my little sister, Mag. Shout out, Mag. She actually said oh, yes. she told me... She listened to the first podcast right when it came out, mm-hmm. and then she was busy with, like, finals, her 21st birthday, stuff like that. Yeah. She didn't listen, and then she binge listened to all of our other episodes in one day. Oh, my gosh. And she's like, I'm obsessed. No When's way. the next one coming out? I'm like, Wednesday. Oh, my gosh. Meg, tell your friends. Bring it to Ireland. Bring yes. Make it us more international. Yeah. We do already have some international listeners, I will say. Did you see Colombia popped up on there? <gasps> no. Yeah. I love that for us. I know. Hi, Columbia. Hi. <laughs> so Meg is going to Ireland on Tuesday, and we're so excited for her. She's studying abroad. So we're getting dinner with her Monday night, Yeah. our family. We're going to an Irish bar in St. Cloud, <laughs> ye old ta- brick wait, house. Ye old brick house. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. So we're excited for that. And then I don't know what else I have going on, but I do have a corrections corner from oh, yeah. Meg. Meg. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I realized this. As soon as I was editing the pod, I'm like, okay. I'm stupid. Euphoria only has one season oh. and not three. I don't know why I so confidently said three. Yeah, you did. You were like, how many seasons? I was like, three. Next subject. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Next question. Literally, the second season is premiering today. Okay. So I just so confidently said that. Silly girl. I, that was incorrect. So apologies. And I haven't watched it since I watched it that one day. Okay. I'm not a big TV bug. Yeah. Okay. Well, good to know. Yeah. Season two premieres yeah. today. So I'll catch up and then I'll watch season two. Okay. Hopefully yeah. there's three seasons. That's my correction. Nice. There will be because like Zendaya, you know who this yeah. is, right? Oh yeah. It's so good. Yeah. I like her. Yeah. She's amazing. And Timothy Chalamet. I love their videos together. Timothy's not in Euphoria. I know, but I saw a lot of videos that they were together. Because what were they in recently? And then there was a bunch of press videos of those two. Oh, are you talking about her boyfriend, Tom no. Holland? No, I'm talking about Timothy Chalamet. Oh, yeah, they were in something, too. Yeah. Because uh, not Sp- I'm not thinking Dune. of Spider-Man. Dune, that's what yes. it was. Because I also, like, love Timothy Chalamet. He's so cute. Me, too. Have you seen... Because he was just in... Oh, I haven't seen this movie, but I, it's on my list. Um, Don't Look Up. Oh, yeah. I don't watch movies, really. Yeah, but... So I haven't seen, like, any. Okay, have you seen anything about Don't Look Up? No. What? You've been literally living under a rock. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes, and I'm proud. Yeah, that's me. Got Patrick Starr over here. <laughs> so dumb. Do you get it? Yeah, I get it. Oh, God. So, Don't Look Up is... It, like, there's a huge, lot of big names in it. Jennifer Lawrence, Timothy Chalamet, um, Chalamet, um, Leonardo DiCaprio. Wait, did I, I feel like I listened to Chicks in the Office and Rhea watched this and she said it was not that good for how star-studded the cast was. No, she was talking about House of Gucci. There it is. Yes. Right. Okay. Which Lady Gaga and Adam Driver were in. Okay. Loki, I love Adam Driver. I don't know who that is. Okay. 
Let me look it up. <laughs> Keep going about. Okay. Adam Driver was in Star Wars. Oh, he's he's not good soup guy, is he? Yes, he's good okay, soup yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> Good soup? Good soup. So, what was I talking about? Don't Look Up. So, Don't Look Up is about Leonardo DiCaprio. You know, he's like a big climate activist. Yeah. As he literally um, flies a private jet every weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So, <laughs> anyways, he was in a movie saying that there's, like, this big... I don't I didn't watch it yet, but a big meteorite's coming and it's going to destroy all of mankind. Okay. And nobody will listen to him. Okay. So it's him, like, running around, like, talking to the President of the United States. This like, is real? No, this is the movie. the movie. Don't look up. Okay. Don't look up because the meteorite's coming. Got it. So I, nobody will believe him, and okay. it's just kind of, like, a play on, like, today's society with climate change. Yeah. Anyways, Timothy Chalamet's in it. Yeah. And have you seen the clip of him going, Oh, I freaking love fingerling potatoes. No. <laughs> 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 okay. Anyways, that's that's all I know about the movie, but it looks really good, and I'm going to watch it, and then okay. I'll give everybody an update. Okay, maybe I'll watch it. Probably not, though. Okay. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Depends how easily You feel accessible. like your attention span's, like, less now? Oh, I've never been a yeah. movie watcher. I haven't either. I've never really liked going to movies. I feel, I feel very confused when I come out of a movie theater, like, especially... It's a little if, bit disorienting. Yeah, if I do, like, a matinee, especially. Yeah. Um, but... I don't know. It could be something to do also. Yeah. Well, they're just like long for me. Like, yeah. I don't know. Well, I'll commit like four hours to a TV show, but movies, two hour movie, no. But then I become obsessed with certain movies. Like in my childhood, was obsessed with Inception, was inse- was obsessed with Anchorman. And I just watched those two <laughs> movies repeatedly. That's hilarious. But then Zach will talk about movies and he'll be like, how have you not seen this? And yeah. Like, I watched like four movies just over and over and that over again. That was me with... Um, Baby Mama and Bridesmaids. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Not really critically acclaimed, but Bridesmaids is such a good quotable movie. Well, Anchorman is not critically acclaimed yeah, either, right. and it's severely inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> I have never seen that movie. Anchorman, don't ever watch Anchorman 2, but Anchorman 1 is like good. so terrible, it's amazing. Yeah. But it's one of those movies that doesn't age well. It's like very yeah. sexist. That's a bummer. Yeah. But it's supposed to be. Yeah. Anyways, that's uh, the movie update for both okay. of us who don't watch movies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so what did... Oh, I have a story. I have a story. I have a, a fan writer. Yeah, our listener. Let's go. I'm excited. Okay. So Jenna this kept is, this from me purposely. Yeah. We could, well, I want to do a story on this. But oh, Okay. I want to say, I'm not doing the story on it today, but I will do it soon. And I just want to give, like, a little preface. You guys keep listening. So, somebody DM'd our horribly happy Instagram. Shout out Nick. Nick. And I posted, do you guys remember the Stephen Kubaki story that I did? Yes. This is the guy who went missing at, like, Michigan and showed up 13 months later and he didn't remember anything. Yeah, no one knows what happened to him. So I posted a reel on Instagram about that and I was just like, what do you guys think? Or I said, what did y'all think? I'm trying to use y'all to be more inclusive. Me too. Yes. Southern. As the southern queens we are. <laughs> <laughs> and he just replied back, Wendigo, with a bunch of exclamation points. And I didn't know what that was. So I just said, OMG, you think, LOL? <laughs> <laughs> Nick, don't listen to Jenna. <laughs> I've heard of this. And he said, maybe all the Wendigo... All the Wendigo lore is crazy, especially with kids being picked up off trail and dropped into berry patches. Yep. But this one sounds like more of a dissociative state, which I agree that Stephen Kubaki was more of a dissociative state. Mm-hmm. 
And he was like, wow, that's... Cr-. And then I said, wow, that's crazy. I want to do a story on that. This is Jenna, by the way. I'm trying. I'm going to hide this combo from Sophie. <laughs> and then he said, okay, sounds good. There's a whole theory that the national parks were set up to hide and seal the Wendigo off from everything else, everyone else. And then he went really, like, in deep on TikTok researching the Wendigo. So it's lore. Like, it's not proven. Yes. But thank you, Nick, for that insight. Yeah. Super fascinating. I want to look into it for stories. Missing people in national parks is fascinating. I watched, actually, like, a documentary on, like, Amazon Prime or something about it. And it was unreal. Like, yeah. it only covered a couple of stories, and there's so much more. Like, there's ones, like, specifically for kids and whatever. But that stuff fascinates me, because it's like, where do they go? Yes. But also, when I search Windigo, the third picture is a picture of Joe Biden next to Windigo, and it says, Joe Biden is not the Windigo. <laughs> so if anyone was concerned, it was Joe Biden. It's not. Okay, good to know. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> so anyways, if you want to do any, like, National Park stuff or, like, missing whatever in National Park's totally fair game. Yeah. But Wendigo is not fair game. We'll see. <laughs> anyway, I mean, I have horrible next week, so. Yeah, that's the listener right in And totally, if you have any listener stories or anything yeah. you want us to cover, please Give us DM us. You can DM us at Horribly Happy Pod on Instagram. Yeah. DM us on Horribly Happy Pod TikTok. Or we have an, a Gmail called horriblyhappypod at gmail.com. Yeah, Jenna struggles with horrible, I struggle with happy, so DM us both. Yeah, DM us prompts, but also if you have a story to tell, like, about yourself or somebody yeah. in your life, like, also great. horrible or happy, Yeah, please write in. We're so interested in hearing. Yeah, we Maybe love we that. We'll find like, a way to share it somehow. Okay, my goal is to have enough write-ins to yeah. do a horribly happy happy, happy hour. hour. Yeah, I And love then just that. read listener write-ins. Yeah, that's that, a great that idea. episode. I like that. So, guys, that's up to you. If you want a horribly happy happy hour, write in. It's a, yeah. Send us your stories. So, I have another fan or listener um, corner. Okay. I'm scared. I No, you know this. I just oh, We yeah. just have a listener who <laughs> wants to hear more about Jenna's life. They feel like they know a lot about my life. I talk too much about my life. No, you don't. And they want to hear about yours. So what do they want to know? Just anything and everything. Well, here's the I should thing. have thought of some prompts. I I feel like I talk a lot about myself. I even edit out some stories that I tell about myself because <laughs> well, I maybe think stop. Because <laughs> I think I'm annoying. So maybe I'm too critical of myself. But I feel like Sophie, you, I really like your story. You're a good storyteller. You're funny, and I... (laughs) That's why I'm here. Yes. (laughs) But I think you're a really good storyteller, and I think your life stories are so funny. Like, they're almost, like, mundane and just, like, goofy. Yeah. Whatever. So I like prompting your stories, and then when you say things, I'm like, oh, I need to tell that story about myself, but then I'm like, I feel like I'm talking too much about myself. I've never noticed that. So... So I think you're being a little critical. I will try to stop filtering myself, but do you have any, like, questions to ask me? I feel like everybody knows I'm now dating I'm, Zach. Now I, I say really, his name in every episode. I really wish I would have like thought of like ten quick questions to ask you. Okay. Oh, but like, let me just start. What's your favorite food? I don't know. <laughs> okay. No, no, pasta. Yeah, that's a good one. I love pasta. What's your favorite beverage? Wait, I have another favorite food. Oh, okay. Sourdough bread obsessed is it true that sourdough bread is gluten-free um i think it has less gluten in it but you oh. still shouldn't eat it if you're a celiac <sighs> okay well i need to tell some people some things 
Don't 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 go sending fake news. I know. I saw it on TikTok. Everything on TikTok's true. I know. That's why I started selling everyone sourdough gluten free. Okay, love sourdough. My favorite color is green. It used to be more of like a sage green. I still love sage green, but now I'm like very into forest green. Yeah. I have a jasmine green Subaru Forester, and I yeah, love her. So cute. It's so cute. I am really into wicker furniture. Rattan. Wicker and rattan. Yeah. Rattan furniture and wicker um, accessories. Yeah, that's accurate. I like to bike. Yeah. Jenna's very active. In, I don't know. Fun fact, you played basketball yes. all throughout high school and in college. Yes. I was a collegiate athlete. Yeah, she was. D3, baby. <laughs> yeah. Roll cops. You're still like, you would play like on intramurals and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, I haven't played basketball in two years because our league was shut down because of COVID. Yeah. But we, we play volleyball. We played volleyball in high school. We're in a volleyball league. Yeah. I need to sign us up for a winter league. I was going to say. I'll get on that. <laughs> I was going to say, it's mid-January. Yes, I'll, I'll do it. Um, yeah, that's... I work in digital marketing. That's it. That's all you need to know. Great. Yeah. That's all you need to know right now. Those are the quick facts. <laughs> if you have specific questions about mine or Sophie's life... We might answer them. We might answer. You can DM us as well. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'm glad that we could address that. The together. elephant in the room. <laughs> <laughs> you don't talk about yourself enough. I'm not as annoying as I think I am. You're not. You're definitely not. The fans love you. The listeners love you. And I love you guys. You you all. Yeah. I love y'all. you all. You so peeps. should we get into the stories? Yeah. Yes, you're horrible this week, and okay. you've been, like, three times you've said, like, Sophie, I can't wait to tell this story. So Because I am in deep. I am intrigued. I was a little bit nervous to cover this story because I, I want to do it justice. There's so much going on. Yeah. It's a recent story. It's, like, in the news cycle. And... Gosh, I just can't even think of what it would be. Sorry if you just heard me swallow. No, I was just laughing, laughing because Sophie picked up her water, her glass of water, and was slowly bringing it up to her mouth to drink it, and her hand was shaking. Was it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you looked so nervous. Well, Jenna's been like saying that our microphones have been making clicking noises, so now I'm like super <laughs> stiff right now because I don't want to make any extra sounds. Relax. Yeah, it's okay. Sorry. It's okay. If there's a few clicks in here and there, that's okay. Okay. Which is contrary to what I said before the episode. Yeah, you were <laughs> you were really like, take off your rings. <laughs> that iced coffee is going to make a lot of noise. <laughs> I did say both of those. <laughs> okay, sorry. So this is in the news. Yes. Okay. It is crazy. It's a whirlwind. There's a lot of people in the story, so there's a lot to keep track of, so feel free to ask questions if you're losing track. Okay. So I am covering the Murdoch family murders. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know who I'm talking about? Yeah. Our friend Sarah, who's like, she likes keeping with the news, she likes keeping with true crime. I showed her a photo. She didn't know... She didn't recognize. You know, I don't know a ton. I saw something about it this summer. Mm-hmm. And I... That's when it's starting to heat up Yeah, again. and I asked my mom, and she was like, oh my gosh, yeah, did you know this, this, and this? And I was like, ah, oh, 
No. Yeah, it's wild. Okay, I'm excited because I haven't, like, looked into it recently. Because I also saw it on the news cycle, but I didn't really know what was happening. And I was just like, "Mm, this is kind of weird, but, like, I don't know if I have the mental energy to look into this right now. Right. So I got a latte going last morning. I dove in and put put the time in for the research. Went to the the Google? (laughs) Yes. All right, let's hear it. So my sources are cbsnews.com. And this is specifically like an in-depth look into the Alex Murdo South Carolina Five Deaths Connection investigation. So if you want to look at CBS, that's what, what you should type. Okay. And then Wikipedia. Love. Yes. Okay. So it's a series of cases that the locals have dubbed the Murdo Mysteries or the Murdo Murders. And they're all somehow in connection to a prominent and powerful local attorney. So this is in South Carolina. Alex Murdoch, that's like the middle of this story. He's like the main person in the story, and he's the dad yep. in this okay. family. He came from a family in South Carolina that over generations grew deep roots and amassed lots of power and influence in the area. It began over a century ago when the families established a law firm. Three generations of Murdoch men also held the public office of solicitor, the chief prosecutor in the area. Okay. So they're a really powerful yeah. legal family. Alex Murdoch, however, did not continue that tradition of being the solicitor. I think that's how you say it. Solicitor. Yeah, whatever. Solicitor. Um, <laughs> and he still worked at the family law firm, though. Okay. So he was still a lawyer. I read something that, like, he was, like... They all have, like, signature red hair. Yeah. So it said, like, he got the hair and the family name, but not the smarts as the rest of his family. Oh, but he's still a lawyer. Yes, he's still a lawyer. So he's still a pretty smart guy. Yeah, yes. But yeah, okay. So he worked as a volunteer volunteer prosecutor um, in the office and also made a good living at the family law firm. Okay. And he married his college sweetheart, Maggie, and they had two sons, Buster and Paul, which... I side note, I died when I heard the name Buster because I immediately thought of Arrested, Arrested Development. Development. <laughs> and those two names just don't go together. No. Buster. Buster is a character in Arrested Development. So good. Yeah. So they lived a good life. They spent their time at their 1,700-acre estate and had two private islands. Okay, I... I, every um, part of the story I gave a title to. Oh, yay. Okay. So first is Fall from Grace. Ooh. Oh, my gosh. We're really <laughs> stepping up our game. So it all started back in 2019. Things began to unravel for the Murdo family with a boat crash. It was 2.20 a.m. Six young friends who had been partying crashed a boat into a bridge. One of them was 19-year-old Paul Murdo. And this is Alex's son. Yep. So he's 19-year-old Paul Murdo. Another person on that six-person boat ride was 19-year-old Mallory Beach, who disappeared that morning. So she was on the boat mm-hmm. and disappeared? With Paul. Okay. She disappeared after the boat crash. Okay. Um, Mallory's boyfriend of the time, I believe his name was Stephen, I can't remember, was also on the boat. Okay. Mallory was a wonderful, fun-loving, happy girl, and everybody loved her. So six people, all were underage, were drinking alcohol, and they had gathered beforehand, before going on the boat, and Paul Murdo used his brother's ID, Buster, to buy beer at the convenience store. And there's a video of him going out of the convenience store, like, holding up the beer, celebrating. Mm -hmm. 
And Mallory's boyfriend was there as well. So the search went on for days for Mallory. Mm-hmm. And on the eighth day, two volunteers found Mallory's body about five miles down from the crash site on the river. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. So there's, um, like, accounts from people on the boat saying that over the night, they're drinking a bunch. They went into a bar, they're drinking, yeah. whatever, and they get back on the boat. Over time, um, Paul, Alex's son, son, the guy that crashed the boat, was, like, becoming increasingly aggressive was okay. just being like really belligerently drunk yeah his girlfriend at the time was on the boat too yeah paul's girlfriend and apparently he was driving recklessly and she was like let me drive and allegedly he hit her and spit on her okay so really bad guy yeah and he was like doing donuts in the water like going in circles really fast and people were scared yeah people were really scared Not cool yeah so Lost my spot. Search went on for days. They found her. Yeah. And then they held a funeral for Mallory and the Murdows. The Murdow family was at the funeral. Okay. Wait. Are you going to get into what they think happened to her? Yes. Okay. A month after the crash, afraid they might never learn to what happened to Mallory, the Beach family filed a wrongful death suit against the members of the Murdow family. So now the Beach family could depose the survivors to hear about what happened in the fatal boat crash. Okay. Because they, the family was in the dark. They had yeah. no idea what happened. Yeah. So in the, desp- in the deposition, um, oh, this is where it goes into it. Paul Murdo's then-girlfriend, Morgan, said, Paul and I got into an argument because I didn't take his side. He slapped and spit on her. And when leaving, and she kept going to the boat's wheel to try and take over. Okay. Um, and... He would not. He just kept driving. He yeah. wouldn't let anybody else drive. Um, and authorities believe that all the movements explain the last moments recorded by the boat's Garmin de- device. So basically, like, the Garmin device, like, tracked all of the movements, saw yeah. the donuts it was doing, yeah. it, it tracked the, the boat crash, all of that. Um, and then in the deposition, Connor Cook said, and he was um, a part of the crash as well, he said that the morning of the crash... He held back from telling investigators that Paul was driving the boat because he was afraid. Um, So he was being treated at the hospital for a broken jaw. And Alex Murdow, Paul's dad, came into the hospital and said he didn't need to tell anyone who was driving. Yeah. So Alex reportedly went room to room to try to communicate with the other boat crash crash survivors um, to try to get them all on the same page that Paul wasn't driving. Yeah. Even though he was. Yeah. So, in fact, in a recent lawsuit, Connor Cook, a, a passenger on the boat, claims that Alex, the dad, tried to frame him as the driver of the boat, not Paul. Okay. Paul's blood alcohol levels were tested by doctors treating him several hours after the crash, and he was three times over yeah. the legal limit and was still acting out and that in was the three hospital. Three hours after. Yeah. <sighs> yep. Nearly two months after the boat crash, on what would have been Mallory's 20th birthday, Paul was charged with three felony counts, including boating under the influence of alcohol and drugs, causing the death of Mallory and causing the death of Mallory Beach. So do you think they crashed and she fell off the boat? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He pleaded not guilty. Yeah. Because they crashed and then they couldn't find her. Yeah. So, yeah, Yeah. really sad. But he pleaded not guilty. (laughs) Okay. So the officers came to arrest him and give him handcuffs and fingerprint him. And when they went to do that, 
they were waved away. They're like by the family. Yeah. They're like, we don't really need all that, you know? So he was never handcuffed because the family just like held so much power. So in his booking photographs, he wasn't even in like a police or um, a a jail jail jumpsuit or whatever. He was wearing his street clothes. Okay. He never spent a day in jail. Of course. <laughs> so. Because they could afford bail. Mm-hmm. And the bail was set really low. Yeah. So next subject line is murder. Okay. Two years after the charges were filed, there was still no trial date set. Like, okay. So yeah. This happened in 2019. Yeah. So two years after, still no trial date set. He's not in jail. He's living his life. Yeah. Um, on June 7th, Alex Murdo called police and sorry, said... Sorry, June 7th, 2020? Yeah, sorry, sorry. June 7th, 2021. Yeah, okay. Two this years summer. after... The event. After Paul was charged. Yeah. Still no trial date set, but he's still, like, set for a trial eventually. Yeah. But on June 7th, 2021, Alex Murdo, the dad, called police and said he found his wife, Maggie, and his son, Paul, shot dead. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I, this is what I remember. So crazy. At their house. At their house. Yeah. So at 10.07 p.m., a panic-sounding Alex called 911, saying he had just arrived home to find his wife of nearly 28 years, Maggie, shot, and their son, Paul, too. So when the police arrived, 52-year-old Maggie and 22-year-old now son, Paul, were dead. The Colton County coroner estimates that they were killed between 9 and 9.30 p.m. They were found fairly close to one another on the ground near the dog kennels. So the South Carolina Law Enforcement Division, known as SLED, S-L-E-D, I'm just going to refer to it as SLED throughout this story. Yeah. The state's top investigative agency took over the case. Okay. SLED had not named any suspects, but that didn't stop social media sleuths from exposing theories. So theory one was that Alex Murdo, the dad, had something to do with it. And then the other theory was that this was somehow related to the boat crash and somebody wanted justice yeah. that they didn't think they would get in courts. Mm-hmm. So Alex, a dad, claims to have an airtight alibi. He was in the hospital visiting his sick father when the shootings took place. But some are asking if Alex hired a yeah, hitman. Right. Like, you don't have to be 100% shooting somebody to still be involved in yeah. the murder. And they have a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And so they can hire someone to do it. Yes. So, also, in addition to this, People Magazine cites an unnamed law enforcement source, so I don't know how reliable this is, but they claimed that Maggie and Alex did not have a good relationship and they were going to get a divorce, and that she was consulting with an out-of-town attorney. Hmm. And then they said money was probably not a factor because no life insurance policies were taken out on either Maggie or Paul, so yeah. that wasn't, like, a contributing factor. Right. But... No, there's, like, no leads, really. Like, nothing's happened with this case. Okay. Yeah. So that's one part of the story. Okay, next section. Stephen Smith. Yeah. So as investigators were attempting to untangle the snarls of evidence in the double murders of Maggie and Paul, they came across another case with a connection to the Murdows. So this is the mysterious death of Stephen Smith. Just 15 days after the murders of Maggie and Paul, SLED made a stunning announcement. It had found information while investigating the double murders that led the agency to open a new investigation into an old case. So 19-year-old Stephen Smith died 
um, when he was living in Hampton County. He had a twin sister as well, so she'll come into the story later. Okay. So Stephen lived in the same area as the Murdows. Okay. He was openly gay and well-liked, and he attended the same high school as Buster Murdow, the oldest brother. Okay. They were in the same class but had no... They traveled in different circles. Okay. They were not friends nor enemies. So Stephen went off to community college to pursue his dream of becoming a nurse. Um, And then that dream came to a sudden halt when on uh, a two-lane county road sometime early in the mornings of July 8th, 2015. So this was a while ago. Yep. um, Stephen was the subject of... Okay, so now this is like the rumors what happened. Um, So first of all, what happened, a passenger calls 911 or a passenger going by calls 911. Um, so 911 dispatch, Hapton, Hapton County 911, what's your emergency? Caller, I see somebody laying out. Mm. Dispatch, is it on the road or the side of the road? Caller, he's on the roadway. Somebody's going to hit him. It's dark. So that was the call into 911. Mm-hmm. And then Stephen Smith was found dead at the scene from blunt force trauma to mm. the head. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Stevens' yellow Chevy was found nearly three miles away. His wallet was inside. His gas cap was unscrewed. So initial reports claim Stephen was ran into car trouble and was likely walking on the highway when he was struck and killed by a vehicle. Oh. But recent really, recently released audio interviews show that some officers on the case did not agree with the hit-and-run theory because there was no sign of vehicle debris no broken headlights, no paint scrapes. Yeah. Nothing that's in a normal hit and run. Yeah, okay. And, like, not to get, like, too graphic, but, like, if somebody's hit by a car, there's, like, a lot of damage to not only the yeah. body but the car. Like, yeah. Think about when you hit a deer. You yeah, know? when somebody is hit by a car, it's, it's, you can tell. Yep. So there's only damage to his head. Yeah. His right eye, eye socket to the back of his head and his shoulder was dislocated. Yeah. So Stephen's mother believed that it was a hate crime because he was gay. And Stephen's twin sister said one name kept coming up. No. The Murdoch brothers. Like, she was at a store and people would come up to her and be like, you know the Murdoch brothers were behind this. Really? Yeah. But the case was never solved and went cold until the house of the Murdoch came crumbling down one brick at a time. Yeah. (laughs) So... Next mysterious death, the mysterious death of the Murdaugh's housekeeper. Mm. So Gloria was the housekeeper for the Murdaugh family for more than 20 years. In 2018, the 57-year-old died after a trip and fall accident in the Murdaugh estate. This is the same property where Maggie and Paul would later be found dead in 2021. Got it. So back then, um, Gloria's death was not questioned. Instead, it was ruled natural and no autopsy was ever performed. Uh, which, like, how is that ruled natural? When you she, trip and fall. Tripping and falling is not natural. No. Super I mean, weird. it doesn't have to be, like, it could be an accidental, but it doesn't right. mean it's natural. No. <laughs> yeah, and so no autopsy was performed, nothing. Okay. So, at Gloria's funeral... Alex Murdaugh did something very odd. He recommended to Gloria's two sons to file a wrongful death lawsuit against him. Just like weird. Like Alex was saying that they should, should file a wrongful death lawsuit against him. Okay. Why? And Alex even steered them towards an attorney he knew. <laughs> so a lot of trust was placed in both of the boys, both of the men, to do the right thing. Um, 
And later, court documents show a $4.3 million payout by Alex Murdow's insurance policy, but the two men, Gloria's sons, never saw the money. It never went to them. Who got it? Yeah, so where did the money go? Allegedly into Alex Murdo's pocket. How, though? I don't know. I don't okay. Know. <laughs> so you think he did that because he knew a way to get the money yes. himself or something? Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. So on September 15th, 2021, so fairly recently, yep. SLED announced it was opening a criminal investigation into Gloria's death and the handling of her estate yep. because the yep. money never got to her family. Right. Yeah. Okay, now next subject, mishandling funds. Okay, so on September 3rd, Alex, the dad, resigned from his um, position at his family attorney or family law office um, because he was being accused of mishandling funds there. Allegedly, he stole millions of dollars from the company. Yep. Yeah. And on September 6th, Alex released a statement saying he was entering a rehabilitation facility for substance abuse treatment. So he's trying to, like, um, deflect all these allegations against himself. And then on October 14th, 2021, Alex was being taken into custody um, after being released from Drug Rehabilitation Center. um, And he... um, has two felony counts of obtaining property by false pretenses from SLED, and these charges stem from the misappropriate misappropriating the settlement from yeah. Gloria's death. Okay. So that is being like followed up on mm-hmm. now. But huge twist to the story. On September fourth. Okay. Yeah, I think I heard this. <laughs> I've been waiting for this detail. Yes. On September fourth, Alex Murrow, the dad of this whole family. Was shot in the head yeah. while changing a tire on a rural road. Yeah. He claimed a truck slowed down, shot him, and then drove away. The injury was superficial, and he was released from the hospital soon after. And then the shooting occurred one day after he resigned from his law firm. Yeah. So he resigned from his law firm. Shooting occurred. And on September 15th, SLED announced that Alex's former client... Curtis Edward Smith, who has also been a, Alex's source for oxycodone, that was his drug addiction, mm-hmm. had been arrested in conspiracy with Alex to kill Alex in a roadside shooting that his remaining son, Buster, could receive a $10 million life insurance payout. Right. So because Alex wanted to die mm-hmm. and it was a failed attempt by his co-conspirator to kill him. Yes. And he survived. Yes. Yes. That's what I remember. So Smith was charged with assisted suicide, aggravated assault and battery, and insurance fraud. Um, Alex said he suffered, or so Alex suffering from major depression, wanted to kill himself, admitted to concocting the assisted suicide as a murder scheme, and said he was motivated by a mistaken belief that his son Buster would not receive the life insurance money if Alex committed suicide. Yeah. So... Crazy, crazy, crazy. Oh, man. Um, in September, Alex gave broad powers of attorney to his son, Buster, his own only remaining living son. Yeah. Um, including the power to sell and dispose of his assets, which Buster proceeded to do. Buster was soon allegedly seen at a Las Vegas and casino. Oh, God. 
But then on no- November 1st, a judge ordered the Murdo assets to be frozen. Yep. Because, like, what are we doing mm-hmm. here, guys? Buster and Alex sought to overturn it, saying they had no money to pay for food, medical insurance, and utilities. Okay. It's like, okay, don't be an idiot then. Yeah. <laughs> According to Smith, this is the person that was accused of shooting Alex in the head. Okay. Said there was no fraud scream. Alex called him that day to help him with a flat tire. When he arrived, Smith says he found Alex holding a gun. Smith says he's standing there with this, pointing like fingers to a gun to his head, um, and saying, you got to take care of this. So this is Alex saying, "Yeah, you got to take care of this. I can't do it myself, he told him, and he turned his head. Um, so Smith said he grabbed his arm, put it behind his head, and took the gun from him. And then Smith says the gun went off in that struggle. So he's so, trying to get out of being like a co-conspirator. Right. And uh, he managed to take the gun from Alex and dispose of it and got out of there as fast as he could. Um, but like, honestly, I actually might believe that. I actually might believe that Alex... I think Alex had a plan for Smith to kill him. Mm-hmm. So Buster could get the mm-hmm. life insurance policy. But he had a superficial wound on his head. Mm-hmm. So he was shot in the head, but it wasn't like it like mm-hmm. went through his skull. Mm-hmm. It was like a superficial wound. Mm-hmm. So I feel like there was a struggle mm-hmm. and Alex did want Smith to shoot him. But mm-hmm. Smith was like, I'm not shooting you. Mm-hmm. So tried to get the gun and then it fired. Like, Because why else would there be a superficial wound? Yeah. You know, it's like, either that or it ju- the plan just went really poorly and he tried driving by and right. shooting him and just really completely missed. Yeah, it just missed. Because, like, if you're executing a plan like that, you got you gotta... My only thing is <laughs> that the Smith guy maybe got involved because Alex was like, and you'll get $100,000 from this money from my son. Like, he'll know True. to give you. Yeah, no, it, it totally could be that. I'm not counting it out that Smith was in on this mm-hmm. fraud scheme. I totally think Alex had this fraud scheme. He admitted to yes. it. But I think Smith, it could be either way. Yes. Either he was wrapped into this and he's like, what? No. And like the gun went off and yes. superficially hit him. Or he just like super poorly executed the plan. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, um, September 6th, two days after being shot, Alex Murdo um, found himself once again making front page of the news because he released this statement. I've made a lot of decisions that I truly regret. He announced leaving the law firm. Um, and then he went on to say about his opioid um, addiction as well. So basically, this is like the ending. It's not fully wrapped up yes. because this oh is also recent. But this is the most recent article I found in December, just like wrapping everything mm-hmm. up. Police have not charged anyone in the killing of Paul and Maggie Murdo mm-hmm. in June 2021 um, and have not suggested that Alex Murdo is involved. So n- n- we're not okay. sure what's happening. Like, those two murders, yeah. the public doesn't know anything. Yeah. Alex Murdo now faces two felony charges facing his alleged role in the Gloria insurance fraud. Yep. Um, on December 14th, Murdo, Alex Murdo's attorney announced that he had agreed to settle with Gloria's family. Okay. So um, there's no resolution with that, but there might be a settlement taking place. Okay. And then all the way back to Mallory, who was in the boat accident... 
The family is hoping that Murda will be investigated for instruction of I hope obstruction so. of justice in the investigation to Mallory's death because he was trying to hide things. Yes. And, you know, put the blame on other people. Yeah, threaten people. Yep. And then Stephen Smith, there's like a mysterious murder around yeah. him and it's being investigated, but there's no follow up yet. So I was going to say, until the Stephen Smith murder, I was like, this poor Buster kid, like, is he just dragged along by these idiotic family members? But if he truly was involved in the uh, Stephen Smith case, like, this family is just weird. I think it just shows, like, when you have a lot of money, you can get away with a lot of things. It's so much to wrap your mind around. Like, I had to go look at a timeline to figure out everything because it's so complex. There's so many different things. Gloria, the housekeeper, Stephen Smith, the classmate. Mallory Beach. Yes. Of course, that tragedy. And then the mom and son, like, excuse me, what? Yeah. I told, I think the dad's behind everything. I feel like he's too just hearing everything he's already done in the past. Right. He's mishandling funds. He did this, hey, you know, sue me for negligence or whatever. And then I got all the money and then also tried to kill himself. It's like, this guy is just trying to like get rid of problems in his life. For sure. And just with no regard for anybody else. And what I was think, the but what was the point of killing Gloria? Okay, I think maybe they were having marital problems or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think Paul, the son, such a fuck up, he's like, let's just eliminate this problem. Yes. If Paul just ends up dead, that's super mysterious. Yeah. Like, they're just trying to get rid of a problem. If both the wife and Paul end up dead, that looks like, you know, why would Maggie die? It doesn't make sense. But that makes the blame less likely to be on Alex. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's it's weird. But this is what I think happened. Starting with Steven, the classmate. Yeah. I think the Murdoch brothers were involved somehow. Yeah. If someone, if people are saying that, yeah. people know something and then just don't want to say it. Exactly. It's a small town. Yeah. It's not, it's not a big city. It's yeah. a town. Yeah. So Stephen, Murdoch brothers were involved. Boat crash. Of course, Paul Murdoch yep. was fully at fault for that. Yep. Terrible person. Dad tries covering it up. Then it's, it's, Paul has no hope. Like he's for sure going to get convicted of this. Yeah. Whatever. So Alex is like, I'm going to eliminate this problem. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and then Gloria, he just wanted the money from that. Yeah. Do you think, maybe, okay. maybe there just was actually an accident. Who knows? And then he was like, oh, I could get some money out of this. Right. Yeah. Who knows with that one? And then he for sure tried faking his or dying so Buster yeah. could get the money. Yeah. I don't know. It's so messy. It's, it's so, so messy. messy. I really hope it's resolved. I like have a hard time keeping up with those stories when there's no resolution i know i know i just like i decided to dive into it because i didn't know anything about it i just like saw it in the headlines occasionally i'm like oh my gosh and it's like so absurd that they wouldn't like this is like so absurd that a fiction movie or book wouldn't even be made up about this because Mm -hmm. it's so absurd like this would never happen but it did (laughs) yeah people would read it and be like it was so out there it was like so unrealistic and it's like no this is for real yeah oh my gosh well thanks for sharing that is such a good story yeah maybe if anything we can do updates later yeah if there's if any updates i'll share them yeah because i will be keeping track of this <laughs> yeah oh i hate it i hate it i hate it yeah hate, like people in power and abuse their money and like hide what they're yeah like he literally just like such an abuse of power yeah and this irks me so much that he went around after the boat crash and was like 
nobody saw a thing. Yeah, like, no um, one knows who was driving. A girl's life is over yeah. because of your son. No, he doesn't care. No. Obviously. Yeah. Okay, make me happy now. Okay, good story. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. Um, this week, I am doing a person, and there's a lot on this person, and just like a lot of information, and I just did a very brief overview. I know there's some books and movies out on her that um, if people are interested, they can look into, but I'm doing Greta Thunberg, oh, climate activist. Oh my gosh. I was either thinking you're going to do Greta or Malala. Who's Malala? I am Malala. You know who it is, the, the Pakistani woman. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. That's also a good one. Yeah. Nope, Greta. Nice. <laughs> Love. Yeah, so my only source this week is Wikipedia. And Earth. I thought I know, I thought I knew a lot about Greta, but um, there was a lot I didn't know, so it was just interesting. So to start, Greta was born January 3rd, 2003, to Marlena Erdman and Savante Thunberg. Um, her mom, Marlena, was a international opera oh, wow. performer, and her dad was an actor. And she was born in Sweden. Okay. And Greta claimed she first heard about climate change in 2011 at the age of eight years old and was perplexed as to why more was not being done about it. Uh, she soon grew depressed and lost 11 pounds in just two two months and also stopped talking. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So it's mostly the early life that I just, like, didn't realize that right. kind of sparked her, like, movement. Um, she would later be diagnosed with Asperger's syndrome, OCD, and selective mutism. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Her parents did not support her actions. Um, and her, di- like, you know, she was not taking care of herself. And her diagnosis of Asperger's was made public nationwide in Sweden by her mother in an attempt to help family, families in similar situations. Okay. Was she, like, known at this I don't, point? I guess I didn't really know because I was like, why was this such a public announcement? But I, I think it was because I think in 2015, Greta was already becoming okay. a, a little bit outspoken about climate change. Yeah. Uh, Greta does not see Asperger's as an illness, but instead describes it as a superpower. And not only is Greta known as a climate change activist, but she's also known as an autism activist, which... Totally agree. I didn't really realize that she was so heavy in the autism world either. Yeah, I didn't realize that either, but I totally agree with the it being a superpower. Yes, yeah. Um, and there was even a comment that I was reading that she was like, I think a lot of people... She made a comment that there was a lot of autistic people in the climate change activism realm mm. because um they get so fixated on it and then they just become so passionate about it and right and i think that's what she's referring to is like it's a superpower because we see what needs to be done and we're like trying to make a change yes. um so greta struggled with depression for three to four years before she went on a school strike she stopped going to school in an attempt at activism and again her parents didn't support her which makes sense right <laughs> it's kind of hard Uh, So for years, she challenged her parents to lower the family's carbon footprint by becoming vegan, upcycling, and giving up flying. She showed them graphs and data, and they were were still unconvinced. She even told them that they were stealing her future. Um, And by giving up flying, her mom would have to give up her career as an international opera singer, but she eventually did. She stopped flying and gave up her job. Wow. Yeah. And in 2018, Greta began the school climate strikes and public speeches that she becomes internationally recognized for. So, you know, for years before she's kind of doing mm-hmm. this local stuff. And in 2018 is when she kind of makes a name for herself. 
So she said she had initially gotten the idea for school strikes from the United States where students held school strikes for multiple school shootings, which I think the Parkland shooting was a big one that she saw. Mm Mm-hmm. So in May of 2018, Thunberg won a climate change essay competition held by the Swedish newspaper Svenska Dagblade. Svenska sounds right. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know about the other one. (laughs) Where she wrote, I want to feel safe. How can I feel safe when I know we are in the greatest crisis in human history? The paper mm. published her essay, and she was contacted by Bo Thorin from Fossil Free Dulsland. Um, he was also interested in climate change. And at a meeting that she attended that he, like, hosted for this group, the idea was had that, like, they should get more students to strike for climate change, like, not just her. Right. And unfortunately, not many people were interested in doing that. So Greta decided to do it by herself. So uh, Greta was supposed to start ninth grade on August 20th. 2018 and decided not to attend school until the 2018 Swedish general election on September 9th. Mm. Her demands were that the Swedish government reduces carbon emissions in accordance with the Paris Agreement. Uh, She posted a photo on her first day of the strike, I think on Twitter or Instagram, and it soon gained traction. And on her second day, others joined her, and she soon gained the attention of local reporters and even had international stories. Yeah, I remember this. Yeah. By October of that year, her activism evolved from solitary protesting to making high-profile speeches all over Europe. She gained enough traction and got over 20,000 students to strike in at least 270 cities in early 2019. Mm -hmm. In 2019, Thunberg traveled to the U.S. and Canada. This was by boat, if you remember. Yeah. Because she refuses to fly. I think it was like a two-week expedition. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and she gave a number of speeches, made appearances, and facilitated more strikes. Greta has spoken out about emissions of flying, protection of animals and their habitats, and fast fashion, and a lot of other topics. Those are some more well-known ones. She has met with a number of country leaders and has not been impressed by any of them. <laughs> yeah. She... I remember... She's very critical of them, which... Um, remember? Because she, she's, like, 15 at this time. Yeah, she's young. She's She's, 16, she's yeah. like, in a Twitter fight with Trump. Yes. I'm like, oh my gosh, queen. Yeah, so I didn't write <laughs> that down, but yeah, he, t- he tweeted something along the lines of, like, this girl needs to chill out and, like, see a movie with her friends yeah. and calm down, and she tweeted, she changed her Twitter bio to, like, a girl just trying to chill out and go see a movie with some friends or something like that. Like, yeah. she's savage. Um, and it's kind of crazy because all these leaders are like, this girl's amazing, she should come speak for whatever, for our country, and then she'll do it and then turn around and be like oh and by the way like you're you suck and you're not doing it yes so um she she calls them out like all of them out for not taking fast enough action or not taking action at all essentially and right because some of it seems performative or a lot of it is performative so by having her come speak that's also performative so she's like pointing that out yes yeah and it's true she's like i'm not trying to be famous like I, it's cool that I'm not doing this because it's cool. Like, I I feel very strongly about this, and I'm not scared of you. Like, I'm not scared of the leaders right. to tell them they're not doing enough, which, good for her, because yes. we're not. Agreed. Um, but because of this, a lot of leaders have, like, circled back and once supported her, and then will be like, she's spoiled and <laughs> a brat, whatever. And what... I don't, anyway. So... 
However, she's inspired a number of school-aged peers in uh, what has been described as the Greta effect. And in June of 2019, a poll in Britain found that public concern about the environment had soared to record levels since Greta, quote, pierced the bubble of denial. And publication and sale of children's books about climate crisis reportedly doubled compared to the previous wow. year. Yeah. That's good stats. It is great stats. Um, so Greta has been awarded with a number of awards and prizes, and I'm going to name a, a lot of them, and this isn't even like half of them. Yeah. She was Times 25 Most Influential Teens of 2018. She was Frysuse <laughs> Scholarship for Young Role Model of the Year. A Nobel Peace Prize nomination in 2019, 2020, and 2021. She was Swedish Woman of the Year in 2019, Times 100 in 2019, Laudatory Sea Prize awarded under Pope Francis, an honorary degree of Doctor's Honors, um, Time Person of the Year in 2019, Forbes List of the World's 100 Most Powerful Women, and so many more. Wow. And this is like... All awards in just the three years that she's really become right. very public. And I'm sure she's going to continue oh, what she's doing. Yeah. Um, and she's even had new species named after her that were found in Kenya, Madagascar, and New Zealand. Wow. Yeah. So, essentially, Greta has caused a lot of controversy, but she's raised a lot of awareness for climate change. Despite what you feel about this topic, which I hope... <laughs> people believe it yeah it scares me it's real (laughs) yeah her story is truly inspirational and motivating to do what's right and what you're passionate about so that's like such a brief overview and it doesn't do her justice there was just so much information and uh not to crap on wikipedia because i love it it was kind of a chaotic um (laughs) overview of her but i think what's important about this is she's not she's gaining a lot of traction and like i said a lot of public figures and leaders are like supportive of her and have her come and speak at these big events but they're not doing enough but what's important is she's really inspiring the younger generation yeah mm-hmm. and i think that's like a big takeaway is that a lot of school-aged kids are learning about climate change at a young age and becoming very passionate about yes it. and she's a lot of people think like, oh, I'm just one person. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. She's just one person. Mm-hmm. And she's made ripples of changes mm-hmm. and inspi- inspiring millions of people. Yeah. So, yeah, even though you're just one person, you can make a difference. Yeah. Even if it feels small. Yeah. Like she just started as a single protester. Now, I'm not saying like this is the path you want to take to be heard by any means, but... It's just super inspirational. She was young and she was passionate about and something. And she's still so young. Like, I can't wait to see what she does in the future. Yeah, I think she's future. like 18. So wait, was she 20, 2003? What's some quick math? 17, 18. Uh, you're turning math 19. major, not yeah. me. <laughs> She'll turn 19 this year. Um, so yeah, she's, she's so young. And I think I just like her blunt attitude. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I think a lot of people would get caught up in the fame and whirlwind of, like, being invited to places and speaking and, like, really care about their appearance. Mm -hmm. And she's just like, no, I'm doing this because I genuinely feel passionate about it and I'm not going to cater to anyone. And she, like, sticks to her guns. Like, I was just shitting on... (laughs) Um, Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Blanking on his name. Yep. Because he's a huge climate activist yeah. and he flies on his private jet every weekend. Yes. And she's like, refuses to fly, which yes. is like something that I feel kind of like a cognitive dissonance with because 
I feel really passionate about climate activism and yeah. the environment. And I love traveling. I love yeah. flying. I love going to Europe. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's a, yeah, it's a weird dichotomy. It is. I felt the same way because I was literally looking at flights, like, the day before I yeah. was getting into this topic. And I think, you know, just getting into it, I think in Europe a lot – they have a lot of train travel. Mm-hmm. You know this. I've been to Europe once, and just the public transportation there and public transit is great. It's they amazing. have a lot of options yes. versus just flying everywhere. And flying is the fastest way to get somewhere, but I don't know. I love to train travel. It, yeah, it's not the only way. Um, I lived in the Netherlands for a few months, mm-hmm. and I went to London, which is like... You, you typically fly from from main Europe to UK or okay. London or whatever. Mm-hmm. So we flew there, but then there was a huge storm and we couldn't get home. Like mm-hmm. there wasn't flights for the next week or something. Yeah. Like it was crazy. Like you couldn't get home. We took a train. <laughs> it went underwater. Oh, yeah. Like under the sea. Yep. And it was so awesome. Like we should have just taken a train there too. Yeah. So it's like even though most people fly, there's like so many other ways to travel. Yes, in Except Europe. <laughs> that's my critique. Yes, U.S. is not a savvy with oh my the ground gosh. travel. I would sell my limb. I would, I would donate my limb in order for there, us to have a train system in the U.S. I know that's not the Amtrak. <laughs> yeah, which I think the Amtrak. I've done some Amtrak. No, the Amtrak travel. is great. It's really expensive, and it's not. It doesn't go everywhere. It doesn't go everywhere. They, exactly. they should build it out and it should be cheaper. <laughs> yeah. and Or like the fast powered trains. Right. Like, I don't know what they're called. Yeah, I don't know either. But I know there's a name that people have floated around as an idea. So one of my podcasts on my um, queue, yeah. like on my heavy rotation, it's called How to Save a Planet. Okay. It's by Gimlet Media. Yep. And... It's a scientist, a climate scientist is on it, and then it's hosted by Alex, I think his name is. He's um, he's just like a, a podcast host. Okay. But he's really interested in the environment. Yeah. So he co-hosts it with um, this woman, I forgot her name, Kendra maybe? I don't know. I, we can look into it later. <laughs> um, but she is a climate scientist and she's so smart and they just like, because there's a lot of... Um, doomsday talk around the climate and how it's too late and like whatever i see it a lot on tiktok whatever people are just like what's the point yep yeah and i don't think it's healthy to think that way Mm -hmm. and if i start thinking that way like it's depressing so depressing and i really like this podcast because it it shows that there's hope and that people are doing things and it gives you tips Mm -hmm. but it's just really cool so how to save a planet anywhere you listen to podcasts yeah thanks for the plug actually no sorry it's a spotify original okay how to save a planet only on spotify check it out get spotify which get spotify i'm i'm a spotify user yeah me too um yeah so i know there's like a hulu documentary on her Mm -hmm. and i know there's a couple books about her and there was a lot just like googling her um but yeah that's my story i didn't want to get like too deep into the actual climate yeah because that can be a very depressing topic mm-hmm. but it's inspirational that there's people like her who care so much about it and people like us who maybe aren't doing that but listen and hear and want right. to help and i think like our generation and even younger people um are taking it way more seriously and i hope feel a lot more passionate <laughs> about it yes i yeah. know i do 
I do too. Yeah. But well, yeah. Thanks for sharing. She's super inspirational. Yeah. The autism awareness was super. Um, I know. I almost wanted to well. dive more into that. Yeah. I think she's just kind of outspoken about it and mm-hmm. is just trying to reduce the stigma, which awesome. Good for her. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing, Sophie. Yeah. Everybody else, thank you for listening. Yes. We love you all. Thank you so much for your time. Have a great rest of your week and stay happy. As happy as you can be. Okay, bye. Bye.